When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. CHGO Red Stars presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I'm Sandra Herrera, joined today as always by my colleague, co-host, and homie, Claire Watkins. I'm going to bring it I'm going to bring, bring it, it to in, CHGO. Bring it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Scam Originator. Yeah, a.k.a. The Scam Originator. That's right. We Maybe that's where we know. should start. Is that where we should start? We should start from the beginning. We should start from the beginning. Which we're actually not going to start from the beginning. No, we're not. But we'll start from 2018, maybe. Yeah. We'll do, this is a brief rundown of the modern history of the Chicago Red Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, this is good because this is probably going to be the energy for this year as well, right? Yeah. Is like scam gang, fam game. We're going to have to keep that going. Yeah. Uh, this is this is new for some folks. This is not new for others. Uh, if you're joining us, uh, you might be familiar with us. Uh, we did a lot of Chicago Red Stars content via Southside Trap, but we brought that party over here to CHGO to chat about all things Chicago Red Stars and the energy about Scam Game. We might actually have to bring that back for, for real. You that And you're the originator because you brought yeah. that up during that 2018 season where the Red Stars found themselves having to really kind of grind some stuff out, log it out, yeah. get some results, maybe win and ugly a little bit, yeah. leaving the opposition confused at times, maybe thinking that it was going to go one way, but it ultimately shook out to be another way. Well, maybe it's like a good full circle moment too, because 2018, uh, the team saw a lot of roster change. That was a big roster change moment for the team as well. So um, 2022, it's a very different team, very different system, obviously a very different coach. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk, we're going to talk, maybe do a little bit of challenge cup, talk a little bit how that went. Talk about um, their first game, the first regular season game against Racing Louisville, um, but yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit scammy. So when when they were when they were getting those draws in 2018, um, it felt a little bit like they were stealing points. Yep, right, they were stealing points. And as we know in NWSL, every single point is incredibly important. So it doesn't even really matter always if you play that well, but it's more about the points that you pick up. Um, and so that is the energy that we're bringing to 2022. I think. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I think that's a. Uh I think that's a very Chicago type of energy yeah, yeah, to yeah. be bringing in 2022 from the Chicago Red Stars. And, you know, we're doing this We're doing this live. We're, this is the first time we're doing video, so folks can actually get to see true. our reactions when we're feeling a certain way about certain types of things. But we're trying our best to bring the energy today because something that we were chatting about that actually we have to talk about in relation to the Chicago Red Stars is our trek over here. Impacted by the weather. Yeah, a little it's bit. been rough. And you know who else has been impacted by the weather? Yeah. 
the Chicago, the Chicago Red, Red Stars. Stars. Now, we do need to talk about this. This is, I mean, I think I've said this on Southside Trap before. This is primarily a weather podcast, and then sometimes we talk about soccer. But, uh, yeah, so every single home game that Chicago's had so far has been a nightmare um, in the context of it's been cold, it's been rainy. Uh, the game this last weekend had an hour-long rain delay. I'm sure everybody enjoyed that. Um, and it's not getting better. <laughs> no, no. 40, 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah, just I've been passing weather. around that uh, that article that I that we all saw this week, which was like we've had one sunny day in the last 43 oh, days. God. And then the last two days, to so make it 45 because it's been it's, it's been not a been great. One. It's just not yeah. fun. But yeah. yeah, no, not at all. And We're it influences, waiting. you know, soccer is famously an outdoor sport. So <laughs> I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, but I they play it outside. Sometimes they play outdoors. Yeah, I just it's something that's been following them yeah. from the jump in 2022. So, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about Challenge Cup in terms of giving some context to this regular season. But they had a three-game home stretch mm-hmm. for their Challenge Cup. And every single one of those games were just a crapshoot in terms of... Of the weather. Yeah, it was rough. That was presented to them. Yeah. Well, and it was a little bit of a weird schedule, too, in that they had three games, obviously three out of six at home, but uh, they were all in a row, and it was using the midweek. So it was that that three-game week in, like, eight days or something where I think they went, like, Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday. And just throughout that whole week, it was, like, an encapsulation of just how nasty the weather was because every single game, (laughs) it was like, nope, not a good one. Nope, not a good one. It's definitely not one of these things where it's, like, when you're thinking about, like, X factors, right, or or those types of things that could come into play that might aid a home side Mm -hmm. in a result. This is just not one of those things where I'm like, yeah, that's – good for the yeah, red stars I'm, right. like, I'm actually like no that's actually not a fun x-factory type of thing for them to kind of have at home well right because wind wind isn't something you can really account for because it famously changes frequently <laughs> so you can have it for one half and not have it for another half you have to adjust things like in the moment and if it's objectively bad for the playing of soccer that's not going <laughs> to help either team either yeah. except you know the red stars as we were talking about scam gang fam gang yeah. grinding it out you do get used to maybe those adverse conditions and that's been necessary too because lots of new faces in the roster too and so they've gotten used they've had to get used to some sort of patented Chicago weather and for those of you watching on YouTube I'm showing off this is from the racing Louisville match at SeatGeek which was not fun that's a real picture of lightning yes exactly that is the thing that makes the game stop yes (laughs) Well, the funny thing, well, we'll get to that. I was there, but it was like, ugh, we'll get, we'll get to we'll that. Get to we'll that. get to that. But, but that's, yeah. that's like a, that's like, that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, we, we joke about that a lot. It's yeah. like soccer. It's like, oh yeah. Rain, shine, <sighs> snow, they'll yeah. play. But if there's like lightning, no way. Uh-uh, that's yeah. a whole, that's a whole different energy. But you know what? To their credit, in light of all those things, having new faces, having a new coach, yeah, uh, having to kind of maybe have some players get familiar with new positions mm-hmm. for the first time, a new formation and style. They went on a little bit of a run in yeah. the Challenge Cup. Right. Uh, they kept things interesting, for sure, in that central region. Yeah. And it came down on the last match day, and unfortunately just fell a little bit short of maybe punching a ticket to a Challenge Cup yeah. semifinal. But there were some things there that we, we noticed, for sure. Ahead of yeah, the I mean, I think, and I wrote about this a little bit in my first post for the site, which is, you know, Chicago – has obviously, I mean, to call their offseason tumultuous would be an understatement, right? And we're not going to shy away from that. It yeah. was it was rough. Um, 
They had a lot of players, as we understand it, request to leave the team. Uh, that has affected their roster construction this year. And then also just injuries have been kind of brutal, right? So Tierna Davidson goes down after the first game of the Challenge Cup. Yep. Um, they Morgan Gatra has been dealing with a calf issue on and off. Everybody knows that calf issues are so uh, sensitive because yeah. you do not want that to turn into an Achilles issue. So you have to be really careful with calf stuff. Um, obviously, they have two starters pregnant, which is awesome but that is an absence and then Mallory Pugh concussion <laughs> and talking just, about closing out the yeah challenge you know you talk about closing out the challenge cup it's like when, when's it gonna stop you know yeah. yeah and it's just it's just one of these things where it's like it's it's professional sports right so it's like there's only going to be a certain amount of uh, I guess grace I guess is the word afforded to that because ultimately the 11 other teams aren't going to feel bad for no. your availability yeah. situation right. by any means but uh, closed out the challenge cup again just falling a little bit short which kind of set the the tone a little bit for for regular season and uh Honestly, that that final game, a, a challenge. Well, not the the second to last match of that Challenge Cup, where we saw against Louisville that Malpew did take that really tough yeah, shot. It was off of a set face. piece, yeah, directly to the face. You right. just sort of saw. I mean, we saw the concussion protocol, yeah. in action in like real time, subbed out, someone else subbed in, and uh, it was just one of those things where we just thought, well, that is a possibility that something there is going to to linger, yeah, um, right. a little bit for this team. Well, and I think it's also, I mean, we're going to, that's good. Maybe this is a good chance to get into yeah. this. So we talk personnel um, and we'll talk about who has been taking on large roles sort of yeah. in the context of these absences, but very different looking team, not only in roster, but in system, right? So, and I, I'll, maybe I'll start with this, Sandra, just to sort of jump in the middle. Yeah. They, they produce, they come out with this three back, three back formation, um, sometimes, you know, sometimes I think the point of the formation is the fluidity. So sometimes it yeah. looks like a three, yeah. like two, two, one. Sometimes mm -hmm. it looks, sometimes it looks like a four, three, three. Sometimes yes, it, it looks, you know, it just, it's very malleable. And, um, they have stuck with that despite not having all the players that they want. So Sandra, did it surprise you at the end of the challenge cup? It's like, you've got no Gatral, you've got no Pew, you've got no Davidson. Yeah. They're sticking with the system. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it surprised me in the sense because of what I think we've been used to seeing before in the past. Yeah, and teams have abandoned three backs for less. A hundred percent. Yeah, and I I just think that what we've seen from this team when it was under different leadership, mm -hmm. we'll just say, uh, when you have like a huge piece, a, a key player, uh, go down like that, there was some adjustments that were made mm -hmm. that maybe didn't actually benefit them, that maybe kind of went against them, ultimately. We recall very well the 2019 final when Tanner Davidson, again, <sighs> yeah, that was That issue. was going to be a three-back. That, that was, was going That to was be, apparently yeah. we were going to see, like, the debut of this yeah, like, potential of this Red Stars yeah, three-back so system true. that was going to get, like, unleashed yeah. in a final. Uh, but when you have a key player go out like that, it completely sort of went back to what they were kind of, you know, going to go through in terms of their tried and true right. type of, of soccer. And we know how that ended. We're not going to like hash that out too much, but fast forwarding to 2022, seeing Davidson have to go down again, uh, mm -hmm. have missing somebody like a Mal Pugh. And then coupled with the fact that there are a 
ton of new faces across this roster, but also players who have been within this Red Star systems that are getting starts for the first time in a couple of years. You just kind of wondered, like, okay, well, we'll see. Maybe Challenge Cup is a thing to unleash and see how it looks, and maybe you're going to tweak something for the regular season. But we didn't see that, and quite frankly, I liked it. I like that yeah. they're sticking with it. Yeah, I think there's been a lot of trust placed in this group, which yeah. I think is really important. And you're right, which is um, there are players, when we talk about new faces, you know, there are some brand new faces, right? There are the draft picks. We got Ava Cook, who's come in. We've got Sarah Griffiths, who's come in. Uh, Amanda Kowalski, who mm-hmm. was signed after Davidson went down, right? Yep. But we're also seeing players that have been on the roster for a number of years finally get serious looks for the first time, like yep. Bianca and George, Zoe Morse. Uh, Kayla Sharples is now like she is the commander of that back line and she she was amazing this last weekend so it's it's players that have been with the Red Stars for a while I don't know if they have gotten the coaching or development that they probably deserved and now they're sort of getting thrown in to be like so we know you're good Go do it. Go do it. <laughs> Go do it. Spread your wings. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so Fly. now you have someone like Zoe Morse who is playing on the outside of a three-back, playing defensive midfielder, which we all knew she could do coming out of college, but we never really saw that from her no. on the professional level until now. And so I think maybe this is the, where we say, like, we're grading this on a curve a little bit, which is that I have to think for the Red Stars this year, they want to contend. They want to win. The absences make some of that tough sometimes. And so I think you have to grade on a curve a little bit and say, okay, are these players improving in this system? Is the system working? Is, is there going to be an arc from the beginning to the end of the season here that will set them up at the end of the season to certainly be in playoff contention? Um, And I think that that's what we're looking for as much as anything. Yeah. You know, I think when we were, it was a short off season, man. It was, yeah. It was just very, very quick. Well, you make so, it to the last game. You make it to the last game. Yeah, they had the very, they had, yeah. they, first they went through the longest season ever yeah. in history, like right. a, a February 1 report to camp date all the way through to the NWSL championship final right. in late November. And then have, and then they had that ultimately meant they were going to have the shortest, uh, the shortest off season next to the Washington spirit going into 2022. But when we were previewing things, that's kind of what we, I don't want to, we test ourselves with that. We're like, listen, there's not a lot of, I think, expectation. I think that you or I, as two people in the space who have been covering this team mm-hmm. for multiple years now, we're placing upon this season and this roster specifically because there's going to be little things within it, I think, that we're going to be looking at more so than actual dubs or L's or yeah. draws and anything else. Yeah, and I think Challenge sure. Cup was a little bit of a taste of that for us because we saw them come out in this in this three back and it's it's been sort of this fluctuating three back and there are a lot of things within it that we I know we find very very interesting and that we're excited about to see con- you know the continued development of that. Well, right, it's a total shift, right? So in 2021 their whole thing was they were like they were mentality mon- mentality yeah. monsters, they were off the ball monsters, they were I mean, I don't really want to use the word gritty because I think it's used too much when we talk about it. the Chicago Red Stars. I hate it so much. And I also think that it just like under undercuts what it was that they were yeah. actually doing, which was they were influence, influencing the game without the ball. Yeah. Um, that's which, not gritty. That's smart. That's just smart. Right. Exactly. <laughs> just the, 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 oh my God, the mental for like the mental yeah. fortitude and mental focus it took for them to yeah. kind of, especially at the end of the season, the way they sort of honed in. Now, 
was that always amazing to watch? No, <laughs> because at, at that point, it is actually kind of all about the results. You're yeah. not trying to play a beautiful game of soccer. You're trying to win. Yeah. And so they did that, and that's what got them all the way to the final, right? But what they're doing now with this packed midfield, essentially, is they want to possess. They want to be free-flowing, and they want to um, – obviously, NWSL is a high-transition league – you get a defense. These teams are going to run at you. They yep. saw that against Louisville this weekend. They're going to come at you with a high press and they want to pass out of it. Yep. And so you talk about like the difficulty level of what they're being asked to do, not only getting used to like playing with each other, mm-hmm. playing with each other in game time, yeah. in a new formation. Turned into It's results. like also, can you hit yeah. 85% passing accuracy yeah. <laughs> and out pa- and like out? double out past your yeah. opponent and, and they're actually like win kind, your they're kind of doing it you yeah. know they're not always winning the game but those stats are yeah. pretty promising I think I think if you're breaking it down like from wins and losses like within the game when you're looking at individual performances and then collective team performances mm-hmm. for me I'm already seeing growth compared to last year I mean this is sure. the thing that you and I, I think we're doing kind of post game or after we got some stats in front of us and took a look at numbers there were moments where we were like Okay, why why did they lose this game, or why did they right. get you know settle for a draw in this one, or, right. or it didn't work out? What the way was it did. different about this one? And yeah. we just sort of saw that, that the passing accuracy was right. off. It was some of not not the best that we've seen in, in years prior right. from you know certain individual players. And there were moments there where we were just like, oh well, this is here. Like if you're winning your duels in this one, mm-hmm. then you're gonna end up walking away with the game in hand. Right. Uh, and sort of seeing that to jumping to this early phase of 2022, we're already, I think, seeing the improvements in that when we're looking at similar scenarios from last year to this year. And I just have to think it's more fun. Like, I have to think it's more fun to play, to be honest, you know? Look, <laughs> yeah. new leadership will do that. Sometimes. Yeah, that, that too, man, that too. You know? Um, yeah, so, you know, I think that when we were looking at that stuff, we see some of that more promising uh, style of play. But the question now is a little bit, So if the idea is that you're packing the midfield with an effort to possess and hold on to the ball, are you, first of all, effectively doing that? And is that turning into good looks in front of goal? And I think, like, it's a right now sort of mixed reviews, right? Yeah, it's a mixed bag. In the very early stages. Um, Obviously, I think getting the win in Louisville this Mm -hmm. weekend, and Mm -hmm. and we'll probably take a little ad break and then talk about that in more detail, but um, the – Doing that without Pew, I think, was was big, right? Getting two goals without Mallory yeah. Pew. Um, I think that – I don't think it's necessarily bad to ask a striker to really carry your load uh, – you know, carry the load of the team. We saw Sam Kerr do that in 2019. Yep. But um, with the understanding that she's also probably going to be heading down to Monterey for the yeah, World Cup qualifiers, you know, barring injury, um, I think – you have to figure out other ways to other ways to score. And there was a question in the chat about uh, Chelsea Dauber. And uh, we actually, we need to ask. I, I forgot to ask in postgame last weekend. I was a little bit surprised not to see her. I think it's just yeah. visa stuff. I mean, visa stuff is slow. It took a while for Emily Van Eggman to get over from, yeah. from Australia. We saw that with San Diego. I think she was only made available this last weekend or two weeks ago. Two weeks ago now. Yeah. Um, and so visa stuff is slow right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just something that we've seen before in the past with, with it's not actually a league thing. In this no, point, right. This is out of, it is like actually kind of out of their process hands. and protocol thing yeah. with the government, quite yeah, frankly. Right. Um, but, I mean, in fairness to the Red Stars, they didn't put a timeline on it when they announced no, the signing. No, they but just this said, like, as soon another as player, possible. You know, similar to Kowalski, who got signed in, in light of losing a Davidson. Right. Um, 
Mel Pugh is out, but this is this is a signing that kind of came, I think, after taking a look at some of the results from right. Challenge Cup and uh, just sort of knowing that this current forward core needed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They needed another forward to have as part of this uh, top line, quite frankly. Yeah. I think that was something that we took note of during the offseason as well. We were just kind of like, that's looking pretty and that is a lot to ask yeah. of Mel Pugh. <laughs> yeah, it is. And even though I think th- it's a good system for Pugh, she, we saw last year, obviously she was an MVP candidate. She got a, a number of goals. But when you watched her play, it was more as much about how she was influencing things around her as it was about putting the ball in the back of the net. Though I actually expect her to take a step forward with that as well, just actual production. But I think that this new system gives her more people to play with. I think that uh, getting Yuki Nagasato back in the mix really helps. I think that is good. But, yeah, you just – you need – it can't be, like, an own goal summer again, right? Like, you can't can't rely (laughs) on that kind of stuff. Um, and, and so, yeah, and I think, you know, they're probably expecting goals. You know, we saw a goal from Bianca St. George this weekend. Yeah. Um, they're expecting goals from their wingers. I'm sure. I'm sure Aaron Wright would love to get one at this point. Yeah, I know. I know. She's so (laughs) close. Um, and, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Dauber play. I think it's a learning curve. I'm sure, you know, from coming from Australia, she's really excited to play in this. Come to the bloom of Chicago. Yeah. But, um. But yeah, no, I think I think the Challenge Cup was good. It was promising, and then it just kind of wasn't quite enough with the absences that they had. But. You know, I also I just think I just think based on the way teams were divided up by region, I think we have to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that that is something that came into play as well. I'm not gonna sit here and say that the Central Region was the weakest division by any means but when we're looking at the opposition that they went up against they had some games against Houston Dash they had some games against Racing Louisville and these are a couple teams that are going through some issues in 2022 and I think that's something that people were looking at as well that maybe it wasn't too surprising to see things come down to the final match day you know between Kansas City and Chicago to sort of take the actual division there towards the end well yeah they they beat Houston twice they tied Louisville twice and they lost to Kansas City twice it was yep. like a straight run of like yep. beat drew yeah. lost it's like so. here's here was the path and that's how it yeah. shook out so I know I and I know we're we're gonna get into this for the regular season but we still have to see this Chicago Red Stars team play somebody yeah, who is not in this in this division. We though. feel like we know them pretty well pretty, now. Pretty dang yeah. well, quite yeah. frankly. Uh, so we, do we want to pivot over when it hit hit the ad and then pivot over to that? Uh, I would love to hit an ad because Bad. CHEO is hooking us up, so okay. we got to make sure that everybody else stays hooked up. So the best way to support CHEO is to download the PointsBet app and use CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free T-shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. We want you to get the Red Stars get one. Get the Red We're Stars one. Say. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. You're home for live in-play betting. Just got even better. 
so much more. Introducing points bet new feature live NBA same game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build a perfect live NBA same game parlay only with points bet. You can combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. If you want more, you can also boost your live same game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with points bet. And I'm just showing off the uh, beautiful Red Stars yeah, t-shirt the there Red on the screen. That's the one you want to get. It yeah. is. Look at it's that gorgeous. crest. And there's no shade so whatsoever nice. to our CSGO it's so, it's partners right, and compatriots. Fresh, fresh but and we clean. like the Red Star shirt. Red Star shirt's nice. Nice, nice, clean, white tee. Oh, yeah. All good. Um, and then I'll also hit you guys with, um, you know, this is for the people who have followed us on Southside Trap, but also for anybody who is just checking in, because here we are. Uh, sign up for CHGO. So as you can see, podcast is free, you know, free yeah. on YouTube, free live stream. Yeah. You're going to get this. This will be hitting audio yeah. channels, you know, pretty much right after we're done. We're going to be here for you. We're going to be here for you. But yeah. if you want written content from me, I'll be uh, on the Red Stars beat for CHGO and the written content this year. Um, and then also you just get, I mean, this is exciting for us because... We've, we've talked about, we talked about this in like our planning meetings. Yeah. NWSL is a very national thing. Yeah. Not a lot of local coverage, not a lot of city focused coverage. And so that's what we're going to be bringing here on the NWSL beat. But you're also going to get like Bulls stuff and yep. Bears stuff and White Sox stuff and Chicago Sky stuff. Sky and four, baby. Sky and four. Uh, <laughs> and all sorts of Chicago coverage. So I, I support this because Wait, now, this Claire, is. You're clearly not a Cubs fan if you did. You just totally forgot. Oh, the Cubs and Cubs and the yeah. Cubs. And Blackhawks. And the Blackhawks. And I the just, Fire. Those are teams that also exist. <laughs> those are teams in that also the city exist. of Chicago. Yeah. yeah. If you want to follow those teams, you can also follow those teams. Um, <laughs> Zero sometimes, shame. Sometimes I was going to say, Zero sometimes in the offseason, I can like tell my stories of working in Wrigleyville in 2016, but not right now. Not okay. right now. Um, that's for a different That's for a different another day. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, let's switch over to regular season, maybe. Listen, it just got here. It just got here. Regular season kicked off. There was some overlap. There was, and we'll chat a little bit about that as well, but when the Challenge Cup got announced, uh, there was some scheduling issues at play. Yeah. Their overlap with the regular season Challenge Cup semifinals just concluded. The Challenge Cup final will be taking place Mm -hmm. on May 7th, and the regular season for the NWSL kicked off on April 29th, and the Red Stars went ahead and had their home opener on April 30th against racing Louisville, but we're going to talk about that right now because they got that dub. Yeah, let's talk about this game. It was, um, I'm sorry, I keep hitting the mic. Uh, it was, I, it was a game. Um, it was a game. It was a soccer. weird one. I've never quite experienced that. I've I, heard I've that. I've been to snow games. Uh, I've been. Yeah, we, we, we went to a snow we game. We went to a post game, post, post game, no, postponed snow game. Yes. Um, then we actually were at a sleek kind of snow game. Yeah. Uh, but I've often heard that soccer is typically a game of 90 minutes. Yes. But this game, you were there for a long time. I was. I was. So we, anybody in the Chicago land area knows that on Saturday we had a bit of a weather moment. Again, this is a weather podcast. Yeah. My backyard Um, flooded. Yeah. It was rough. It was, it was, we had like this huge like sheet of rain come through in the middle of the day. There was a tornado warning like coming through. Fortunately, I don't think anything ever touched down, which, uh, you know, happy to hear. Um, And then we were getting updates from, from the Red Stars, Red Stars. Yeah. They were going full NWS with like the all caps. Um, And then after that had a second, had a brief second to be able to drive down to the game. Game kicks off. It's breezy. It's yeah. it's nice. Whatever. We get a half hour into the game. They see lightning, and and as I understand it, it's yeah. not. 
and this became pertinent actually to the game restarting, which is lightning can still be visible, but it has to be a certain yeah. number of miles away. I keep looking to be. at this photo. And I I'm know just like, it's geez. it's wild. Um, and so they get, I think they get 31 minutes into the game. They have to briefly abandon the yep. game because of lightning, and that's not just for the players, but for people in the stands too. It's very, I mean, Seat Geek is not covered really in any sort of way, and so, um, and that was it. So at this point. Uh, it's it's the scoreline that would last, I believe. I think Chicago is up two one already. Yeah, it was and, a, and, and so that's what that's what holds out for the rest of the game. But um, there was no rain when they stopped the game, and then it was just this downpour. Whoosh! I've never. Downpour. Yeah, that was wild. Huge, huge, huge thunderstorm rolls through. Um, and they talked about that. They talked about having to sit in the locker room for an hour. Um, it seemed like more specifically than anything. So at this point, they had gone up to nothing. Or no, they had gone up one. Louisville gets one back. They yeah. go up to one. It was it was like, I don't know. It's almost like you wondered if maybe both teams came out in this one and wanted to play with a sense of urgency because of, like, the weather. It's like yeah. sometimes you want right. to, like, clock in and clock right out, like, do your work and then clock right out and, like, yeah. leave. Right. But, I mean, this, this first goal for the Red Stars came in two minutes. Yeah. In the opening two minutes of the match, yeah. uh, shout out to Ella Stevens. Yeah. Getting her first regular season goal for the Red Stars. Yeah. And that came off a corner kick. It did, which is anybody who is a Red Stars fan knows that that's a relatively new phenomenon yeah. that they're scoring off of set pieces. New era. Um, yeah, and that was funny, too, because uh, Stevens said after the match, she said that it was actually a, a little, a slightly busted set play <laughs> in that she was standing in a particular place and then Sarah Griffiths goes, you're in my spot. Yeah. <laughs> so, I love that. And so they they kind of reconfigured it, but hey, she got an open header and, and she hit it home and that was her first NWSL goal. Props to that. Ella Stevens. Yeah, um, she's been playing well for them. I, I like her as the number nine. She's a very collaborative kind of a player. Like she... Yeah. I always consider her profile to be similar to that of Vanessa DiBernardo's. And yep. so um, she is someone with, I think, that sort of a number 10 sensibility, yeah. but she's playing it at the number nine position. Yeah. And so I think um, it was really and, great to, to get and that. And one of these players, that too, that we're, like we're talking about getting, you know, finding their familiarity, like within this system. I mm -hmm. mean, chatting, I remember like chatting with her a little bit ahead of this game during like some pregame media availability and her speaking a little bit about that, just yeah. saying like, yeah, I'm getting more familiar with the Niner. I've never had to yeah. play here or be, you know, I've slotted in here before, uh, but that she's, you know, having a good time at least with it so far yeah. uh, and getting adjusted to things there. So, like, to sort of have that mentality of just being like, let me just embrace this. This yeah. is the opportunity that has been afforded to me. Let me just try to make the most of it. And uh, I think it's a it's a fun little joke that we could just say that, it may, that maybe that, that first goal happened <laughs> based on some – some miscommunication, maybe, but yeah, it, but you know that, that throws an era of, of uh, you know uncertainty into the play, I guess. So is that it makes it new, hard to is track. Is that going to be the new own goal? Is just where like a goal happens where they didn't expect it to happen yeah, maybe. because of the play and how, right. and how it was supposed to be drawn up. Well, I was going to say if you're confused, I'm sure the other team is also confused. So and also like if that set play is actually executed the way it was supposed to be executed, does a goal happen? In I don't know exactly. These are yeah. all things that you just got to like. You just got to take it. it. You just got to exactly. take it where you can get them. Um, yeah, and, and so, it, yeah, it was great for them to get on the board first. I mean, I think people know um, they have, they've only played, I think this was probably their f sixth meeting, but, they, you know, because yeah. Louisville's a newer team, but Chicago's never beaten Louisville, no. which I know was a little but bit this, of a sore subject for them. This was also, last you know, year. this was also their third time playing against Louisville 
in a month. Mm-hmm. And that was something that head coach Chris Petroselli talked about in pre-match media availability, talking about the fact that there are certain challenges that come into play when you have to prepare to face a team for a third time in a month. Yeah. And going from a challenge cup to a regular season yeah. fixture. Um, but again, we saw the, the team roll out. We, we knew based on the availability reports, you know, that, that Gatra and, and Pew were going to be unavailable in this one. So, you know, I, when I saw those starting 11s drop on the Red Star side of things, I was like, okay, like, let's, let's, let's get that goal from, from Aaron Wright or BSG. Like, right. <laughs> like they have been very, very involved yeah. in this attack for the Chicago Red Stars during these early months. And uh, the fact that Ellis, like, they got a, the opening goal off a set piece and then this, uh, this second goal to finally get to – get pull back the lead um I thought was very impressive because I mean it almost sort of felt like perhaps it could have been a little end-to-end but yeah I mean the the game itself was kind of funny and it was sort of influenced by the conditions it was yeah. pretty it, it was pretty was. pretty chippy yeah. neither team was very happy with the ref by the end of the game yeah. um and so right so Chicago scores Emily, Emily Fox, Fox gets one back she's God. she's very very good and that's I think, a good soccer and, player yeah <laughs> and, and I don't think that I think that Louisville's approach was sound in that you've got this three back you're pushing the wingers forward so they were just hammering the wings Chicago's yeah. gonna have to deal with that this year yeah. and so yeah Emily Fox receives the ball she cuts in um, a deflection sent Nair the wrong way and uh and so they get the goal back. And then when Chicago pulled ahead, <laughs> again, it was just kind of a little bit of a comedy sequence it's, in that it's fun. a foul is called. Louisville disagrees. Yeah. Vanessa Bernardo, smart, smart one. one. She quick starts it while Louisville's still complaining about the call. Yep. And, and then and then, you know, BSG rips one off of the post because she God, she puts so much power behind those shots. And so it finds its way all the way back to Danny Colaprico, <laughs> who sends one herself. It deflects off of a Louisville player, presumably in an act to play the ball, yeah. which is why BSG was not offside. Yes, it did not count as offside. And so she slides in, she gets gets the go ahead. Yeah. And so I was like, a little bit when you when you get into that energy, you're like, oh, so like Chicago's gonna find a way to win this game. Oh yeah, by whatever means necessary. And uh, I liked it. I was like, yeah, like this is this is some good stuff. Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, let's have. I don't think anybody would have predicted that like the opening half hour of that game was going to play out the way that it did, especially, mm-hmm. again, when you're talking about all the familiarity between these two teams up until this point right. just this year alone. Uh, but talking about a weather delay. Yeah, weather delay. Almost I know. N- almost a 90-minute delay right there. It was. It was a long It was a long delay because even after the rain stopped, it was still thundering and lightning for a while, and then it must have just moved far enough away that they were able to resume the game. I know that Chicago was really concerned with those final 15 minutes of the first half. They were hyper-focused on, I think, not giving up an equalizer before oh, yeah. halftime because then once maybe you get into – I mean, it's late, but once you get into halftime, you're maybe back into the rhythm of yeah. a normal game again. So they were really concerned about the final 15 minutes of the first half, and, and, and they, they did fine there. I think um, everyone would agree that the second half got away from them a little bit. Uh, they, I, I, you know, you're not supposed to cheer in the press box and I don't, but I did give one brief round of applause for the cross that did break the record Listen. for most crosses in an NWSL game that Cong- racing Louisville. Congrats broke. to Rossing Louisville. Yes. FC. They broke a record. Props most, to them. Most yeah. crosses ever. Most crosses ever in, in an NWSL game. And shout yeah. out to Alyssa Nair. Like, yeah. she gets to say, like, you know what yeah. I did one time? 
face 47 crosses <laughs> in a game. That's it's such good practice for her, you know. The insanity. Yeah. yeah. And and to be fair, you know, Louisville, they they got some space on the wings. They were able to send those in. It, it seemed like Chicago was kind of asking for for some sort of an equalizer, but it just never came. They couldn't find, they could not find Jessica McDonald. I don't know why Ebony Listen, Salmon didn't play. That's not my ministry, pause. but uh, yeah. And this is Chicago Red Stars podcast. Yeah. And right. we do this all the time. Yeah. You're here first and foremost for the Chicago Red Stars. Yeah. But we do like to take a moment yeah. in some of our analysis to talk a little bit about the opposition, especially when we see some strong individual performances. Jess McDonald for Louisville, mm-hmm. I think, might be their. Next to Jalen Howell might be one of the biggest acquisitions for them. Sure. This year. She was frustrated. She was frustrated. To not yeah. have had any of these crosses. Really able find to her in a dangerous way. Her. Yeah. And I'm with you 100% on Ebony Salmon for racing Louisville. Yeah. Knowing, going into this match, not seeing her on those availability reports, didn't see her on the IR, but just there mm-hmm. on the bench and not brought into this game. Right. To try to seal up. So it was weird to me. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't make sense. I feel like I'm not the coach of racing Louisville, but I'm also just like if I have a player of, you know, Simon's caliber who come in and really kind of kind of wreck some shit up. Yeah. Go in there and be able to in a game like that, too, you're the grass is is soaked yeah like anything can well Ebony Salmon has point. like gutted the Red Stars before. And she has yeah. absolutely. Yeah posterize them yeah and i'm just like ah do you absurd are you unaware that this player that you currently have on your bench actually can come in here and maybe yeah wreck somebody but it didn't happen right and that is a move that paid off for the chicago red stars i think yeah i mean right i think it's as much this this game was as much about louisville's frustrations yeah. as it was about chicago's defensive shape though the defensive shape held uh kayla sharples was massive, massive. in the the center of, of the penalty box she had to when you have these crosses coming in, you need those kinds of center backs who can, who are very good. There, there's a very particular type of defender yeah. that is very good at making themselves big in space. And Kayla Sharples is one of those players where yeah. if a ball is coming in in the air, even if it's not near the head, it, you know, any part of the body, she knows exactly <laughs> kind of where that ball's going. And I also thought that she did a really nice job with Nair. It felt yeah. like the communication back there really was well. good. She and did so, this one, there was this one moment where she had this clearance and it was like a madness. Yeah. Like the ball was coming at her and her body at this point was already going like the complete opposite way. Yeah, and she and had it was to pivot like over. Pivot yeah. like backwards kind of like headed clearance. I was just like, is right. this the... Is this the Kayla Sharples like breakout game? I mean, maybe to others. We we know what Sharples has been about since, since they drafted her in 2019. But I think for neutrals watching yeah, this one, it, it might have been a, a really good game to introduce her yeah, to them. Yeah, right. And then I think the final thing with with this one is you know is what is going on with that midfield because I think oh, sometimes man. it works great and yeah. and sometimes they let they let the game get away from them and so. So, you know, they've got this box in the middle of the yeah. midfield. And if if other teams are successfully able to just take the ball completely away from that portion yeah. of the pitch, it, Chicago has, has struggled yes. so far this year to get the game back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you asked me too. something similarly earlier in Challenge Cup when we were doing a podcast. Yeah. And you asked me, do I think they need to get another midfielder? And I straight up said, Yes. Yes, right. So I'm going to ask you maybe a similar question about that. It's now May. They've gone through a Challenge Cup. 
they have one regular season match under their belt. Is are, are they a little tired already from having to do this much running? That is a good question that I will answer after we do our second ad hey. break. <laughs> second ad break. Strava, craft, coffee. Do you want to start your day with a competitive edge? Strava CBD coffee is a game changer and has helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you higher hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert and focused without the jitters. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety, fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. The best part, Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. They also offer concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. And when you use the code CHGO25, at checkout. Uh, the discount coupon is valid on non-subscription purchases only. One use per customer. Already love Strava. Subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With the Coffee Club, you are in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. You know who could maybe use some Strava coffee? Is- the midfield? <laughs> Is Danny Colabrico and Vanessa Di Bernardo Listen, because I bet they sleep really well. I after love these games. a coffee read that's actually a coffee CBD. Yeah, right. you, know. you know what? Yeah. Get Vanessa Di Bernardo and Danny Colabrico some CBD coffee stat. Yeah, that's exactly. what they need. Yeah, no, um, they have to cover so much ground. It's um, a lot. It's a lot, and especially I want to see their GPS trackers I, after some. I things. know, especially Di Bernardo because she she's being asked. You know, they've got two tens and two sixes, and she especially without Pew there, has to carry a lot of the attacking role. But she's been asked to help in the defensive midfield a lot. So she has been all over the place. Um, And and I think that there – and it's actually really, really cool to see because um, obviously the captaincy of the team shifted significantly last year. Um, And I think this year it's very clear who the captain is. She is, she's taken on point, 100% taken on point talking to the center official. She draws fouls. She's, you know, she's someone who is really controlling tempo, especially without Gatra out there. And she is work, she's the hardest working player on the field right now. And that is really, really cool to see a player in year eight of her career. Of her career. Been with the rest of her since 2014. Yeah, so. so that's that's awesome. And and so and and Colaprico has sometimes partnered with Di Bernardo in the defensive midfield. She's partnered with yeah. Zoe Morse. Um, she's having to again that sort of really making yourself a presence in space with the understanding that you're not always going to know who your partner back there is going to be, and that person might be a little bit new to the role. And so. Yeah, they look tired as hell <laughs> once they hit about the 60th minute. And so, yeah, I think they could use some help. And I Listen. think the idea is that Gatra will be that. But got to get her healthy first. Yeah, we'll see. I, I I had to I had that thought, again, like after that match, especially yeah. just the type of both physical and, like, mental toll that maybe, like, that type of weather game can take right. uh, on a player. Um, thir- you know, a half hour of play. 
than a, a near 90 minute stoppage. Right. Then let's go play 10 more minutes. Yeah. Let's stop again for a 15 minute halftime. Right. And then let's just get out there and try to. Yeah, I think the game ended this. at like 10.30 p.m. Central Tough. time. It was rough. Tough. Yeah. Uh, we've yeah. got a couple, we've like five minutes left, but I, there's a couple questions in the chat that I thought you guys might want to address. John yeah, asks, sure. uh, he said around the 60th minute, the game, it seemed like most of the Red Stars were already tired. Is that concerning to you as the season moves on? I wouldn't say concerning, but it's it's obviously it's something uh, that we're taking note of as I'm like pitching I think that it's, yeah. to, I think I think we've talked yeah we've talked about this before a little bit in that the ebbs and the flows of an NWSL game are very very treacherous because yeah. these teams are very very fit and they know they pounce when they can feel your yeah. energy waning. So I think that when we talk about that process versus results, you might have we might have a number of games where we're like the process was really working for 60 minutes and then they had to drop off and defend a lot yeah. and. No, that's not what they want. They want no. to be able to control the game the whole time. Yeah. Um, without their – and this is also where losing Davidson and Gatra is huge because they can't possess as well. These are not their best possessive players, their best distributing players. Yeah. And so we're looking for growth, obviously. But, yeah, I think that right now their um, effectiveness at their style of play makes it more tiring for them. Yeah. Obviously, if they can hold the ball more, they will not have to run as much. So I think that that's like the push-pull there. So. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not – going to say that I'm concerned about it but it's something that like we're just keeping a mental note of in the in the back of our head yeah. for sure I mean we're already seeing it in these games as we talked about two players specifically and Cole right. Prico and Di Bernardo just having to just get out there and run 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 but that's part of I guess the the process right trust the process and like as they're continuing to roll out in this kind of fluctuating three back work we're, we're going to continue to see kind of what works and what doesn't um yeah the question about moving the game from this weekend we should talk about that the Red Stars don't yeah. have a game this weekend um, yeah, they, originally scheduled for May 7th against Washington Right, against Spirit. Washington. Washington's playing in the Challenge Cup final. Um, yeah, no, it sucks. It's a home yeah. game. It's a home game that's now getting moved to midweek. Yeah. Nobody likes to play midweek games. It is harder on Washington than it is on Chicago because it is a home game for yeah. Chicago. Um, you know, rest in peace to the tickets sold, I guess. But, um, yeah. yeah, so I think, no, it's, it's not great. I think later in the season – Midweeks later in the season start to hurt a little bit more because you've already got a lot of uh, miles on your legs. Yeah. I, but I would say when we talk about good versus bad, it's hard on Chicago. It's harder on the spirit. I do too. I think so, so too. it's like, yeah, the, the midweek game is always a, a bummer. I mean, I guess the silver lining is like, hey, it's a game in, in June. It's yeah. a game in the summer. Like, And as you noted, they are all at home. So that's nice. At least it's a home stand for them. It is going to be a home stand for them. I'm also a little curious as to what – you know, players are going to be available in and around that time. I know that's really close to really an international close to, window yeah, right. for, for national A team players yeah. and the international stars on, on either side right. of the ball there are, you know, may or may not be available or, yeah. or might be on limited minutes. You know, that's a, another thing that we're going to have to keep our eye on, maybe that they're going to have to prepare for in June that they weren't necessarily right. going to have to find themselves preparing for in, in May. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it sucks. But that's a thing that hopefully the league can – take a lesson from and learn and, and maybe yeah. we'll see something different with challenge cup uh next year in terms and of maybe it'll be lab. above 50 degrees by yeah two. right there's that too i mean maybe <laughs> i mean it could be the most beautiful week of our lives yeah. you know and we'll just have a great time we're just um, hoping yeah and then the final one is just noting that uh yeah that sam fisher hasn't played yet i did actually notice that as well and i think it's interesting here's another thing that i think is interesting is that we didn't really get final roster drops before regular season <laughs> with the overlapping of challenge cup and regular season we did not get any sort of a final like here was our challenge here's cup roster yeah. here is our regular season roster so I don't I don't know I don't know if we're going to see 
when other players become available, if we're going to see the, the waiver wire being used yeah. more, I, I don't know. Um, they seem to be – honestly, I think that they're just really committed to getting Jill Aguilera minutes in, in her new role. And so I when they're bringing subs on, <laughs> when they're bringing subs on, that's who they bring on to kind of close the game out. So I would love to see it. Hopefully Aguilera gets, uh, gets some more minutes yeah. with the team here. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this Red Stars team is – is going to make another acquisition or if, if they're built to, to have that sit, this you know, year. work with what they got. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. And I think if not, I think I mentioned that on a, on a previous episode that we did together, that if, if that's not in the cards, yeah. then in these very early uh, months and weeks, you got to get these players minutes. their minutes. Yeah. So whether it's a Fisher or, or Jill Aguilera, you, you got to see it. So um, yeah. I don't know. That's something that, again, all these great questions, things that we're all going to, Continue. Oh, we're getting more. Sarah Lubert. Uh, well, they're down right now in their oh. two-legged tie. Uh, yeah. So we'll see how that goes with, with Club America. But when, when their season ends, which is relatively soon, yeah. theoretically, she will be back in market. Uh, but with the Red Stars, you just, you just never, never know. know. You just never know. <laughs> yeah. uh, she looks like she's having a great time. She does. Liga Mex Feminil. Yeah. And I got to say, Mexico fucking rules. So I don't blame her. For you know, she's uh, she, she's looking thinking. at the she's looking at the weather and she's, she's going, looking at no, the weather. And she's saying, "Do I want to go back to Chicago right now, yeah. or do I want to stay here in one of the coolest cities in the world, Mexico yeah. City, and just hang out?" That's right. So uh, we'll we'll see. That that's a good question, and it's uh, ones that we're always thinking about. Yeah, well. for sure. Yeah. C H G O Red Stars. How's it feeling? This was great. I had a great time. We could have gone for longer. Yeah. I know. The, I was going to say, did you feel like it just flew by? Like, we're already at, like, yeah, 45 minutes? Yeah, honestly. Like, we've well, done we had, like, we had some backup stuff to talk about. But, yeah, I mean, I can talk to Sandra for, yeah. oh, God, way too long. So This is what we do. This is just what we do. We just, we're, we're, we're just two homies who like to talk about Chicago Red Stars. Yeah. And now we're going to do that with CHGO in front of, in front of a camera. That's right. Listen, everybody, uh, thanks so much for joining us. If you have enjoyed this delicious content that we have presented to you all i want to let you know that you can actually become a chgo member yes and there are a ton of fantastic perks you get the podcast and the live shows on every team every day you get post game shows yeah. so that's something that we're going to be thinking about in the future premium written content for members at mm-hmm. all chgo.com plug in my girl claire Watkins. she's the best writer in the game y'all hands down and i'm saying that as a writer Thanks, self. Make sure you sign up to get all the words from Claire Watkins. And of course, we always like to plug the dope merch that mm. CHEO's putting out. Again, we are big fans of the Red Star shirt that's out there. There that's it is. Right. Take a look at it. It's beautiful. Yep. Uh, go ahead and cop that. You can go ahead and cop that if you like. But if you're a member, you get your pick yeah, of a shirt. Right. Love that. So uh, probably the other really cool thing about this is that you get access to a members-only Discord yeah. when you sign oh, up yeah, to be right. a CHEO member. That's so true. And, uh, you know, just yeah. like we go live and you chat it up a chat, little bit, you don't up. have to wait to go live. You yeah. could just have access to the All Members Discord. So definitely a uh, ton of cool perks there when you sign on up to be a CHGO member. So go ahead and uh, take a look at those perks and maybe sign up yeah. if you like what you see. This was dope. Yeah. All right, guys, let's have a uh, warm welcome. Thank you, guys. We, we also are very happy that you're here. So we, oh. look, we look forward to everything. And, and Logan also was saying, hey, yeah, come hang with us at the Disc- yeah, Discord server. Sure. But, yes. Yeah. Welcome, Claire. Welcome, Sandra. And we will see you next week.